You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Meron tayong isang bagong series. Natutuwa ko ba kayo doon? Yes. At ito po is entitled 10. Ibig sabihin po is perfect law, perfect love, and we are talking about the 10 commandments. Sino sa inyo ang nakakaalam ng 10 commandments? Taas po ang kamay. Nasa church ba ako? Sino ang nakakaalam na mayroong Ten Commandments? Taas ang kamay. Marami hindi nyo alam. Mayroong nag-i-exist na Ten Commandments. Tayo po sa ating kultura, kahit anong po yung uh, sa population po natin, kahit sinasabing 80% are uh, members of the Roman Catholic Church, ay eh, sa lahat ng ahon ng mga simbahan, may mga inilalagay yung mga Ten Commandments. Kaya I don't see any reason bakit hindi natin alam na mayroong Ten Commandments na nag-i-exist. Pwede pang sabihin ninyong hindi nyo memorize, maintindihan ko yun. Okay? Pero yung hindi nyo alam na may nag-i-exist sa Ten Commandments, medyo nakakagulat po sa akin yun. Okay? But sa ating mga nakakaalam, o sa mga hindi nakakaalam, ngayon alam nyo na. Oh, solve na ako. Solve na isang problema. Alam nyo na na may Ten Commandments. Sa Tagalog ay sampung utos ng Diyos. Okay? However, ang sampung utos na ito ng Panginoon ay uh, dapat makita po natin sa isang tamang paraan. Sa paningin kasi ng iba, ito ay sets of do's and don'ts lamang. Na, nakikita ng iba na wala namang sa isay dahil walang kahit sino mang taong nabubuhay sa mundong ito ang siyang makakafulfill ng sampung utos. Dahil ang tingin nga natin dito ay mali ayon sa gustong pananaw ng Diyos sa bawat isa sa atin. God would like us to view it as part of our covenant relationship with Him the way He did to the Israelites when He gave this in Horeb. Now, sabi po ng Deuteronomy 5 verses 1 and 2, Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear Israel, the decrees in laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn from them and be sure to follow them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. So when God made a covenant with them, ibinigay itong sampung utos na ito. Okay. Maring iba, nako, ang hirap niyan. Kasi yung Ten Commandments ng Panginoon came from a perfect God. That's why this is a perfect law. Amen. It's a perfect commandment because it came from a perfect God. But one thing that we have to realize in our minds, this may be a perfect law, and we cannot all do it because we are imperfect. Only God is perfect. But the good thing is that this is also a revelation of God's perfect love. Sometimes we are seeing the Ten Commandments as sets of do's and don'ts that we cannot do. So we just nullify it anyway. We don't see the beauty of it because we see it's a perfect law that we imperfect people cannot fulfill. But the other way of looking at it, it may be a revelation of God's commandment, but at the same time, it's a revelation of God's perfect love because God is a perfect God. Amen. At gusto ko pong tignan natin ito, hindi ho, ito, ngayon lang huyata natin i-offer itong series na ito. Sa mga nakalipas, hindi natin i-offer ito. Magkaroon po tayo ng tamang pananaw dito because culturally, kahit mga kristyanong mali ang pananaw, sa sampung utos ng Panginoon. Amen ba? Tinitignan natin ito, ano, hindi naman natin magagawa, so baliwala na yan, hindi na yan sa ating panahon. 
Tandaan natin, meron po tayong sa Bible, may tinatawag na civil law, may tinatawag na ceremonial law, may tinatawag na moral law. At ang sampung utos ay bahagi ng moral law ng Panginoon. Yung civil law, napakarami po yan na binigay kay Moses. Hindi na natin ina-apply ngayon yun. Okay? Yung ceremonial law, ito po yung mga ginagawa sa loob ng temple, yung mga ceremonias. Okay? At yung tinatawag na moral law ay yung pong sampung utos. This is the standard of God when standard of God in our living. Now, may papakita po sa inyong larawan dalawang set ng sampung utos. Okay? Traditionally, ito yung naipresenta sa atin na sampung utos. Okay? Sa evangelical, ito po yung Ten Commandments as based on the Bible at walang nilaktawang scripture. Napapakita ko sa inyo yung kaibahan. Para nang sa ganon, knowledgeable naman tayo, ano ba ang kaibahan ng sampung utos na yan? Tignan po muna ninyong mabuti. Yan, titigtitigan po ninyo. Pasakaling maalala ninyo. Ito po, nasa kaliwa, ay eh, yung traditional na alam natin na sampung utos. Pero yung kompletong nasa Bible ay nandoon po sa may bandang kanan. Okay, ano ang kaibahan? Una, sabi rin, You shall have no other gods before me. I am the Lord your God, you shall have no strange gods before me. Pareho lang po yun. Yung number two, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Doon sa kabila, makikita nyo, iba, you shall not make for yourself an idol. Okay? Ano ang kaibahan? Nawawala dito sa traditional Latin commandments yung number two. So, yun yung malaking kaibahan. Kung may Bible ho kayo, kahit ngayon, you can check, yung number two na yun ay nag-i-exist na binura pagdating po dito. Okay? Ang ginawa nila, hinati. Okay? Yung utos na yan, yung pangsyang at saka pangsampu, yun hinati nila. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not covet your neighbor's goods. It's just the issue of covetousness. Kaya yun ay isang commandment lang. Which we can see na yun yun sa kabila. Gets ninyo? Okay, maliwanag po ba yan? So, makikita nyo yung kaibahan doon sa traditional Ten Commandments na i-present sa atin, wala yung you shall not make for yourself an idol. Whatever Bible you use, ha? makikita ninyo na naroon yung you shall not make for yourself an idol. Okay. Now, ayaw nating bawasan yung sinasabi o ayaw nating ibahin yung arrangement ng sinasabi ng Biblia with regards to the Ten Commandments. Kaya ang ipapakita ko sa inyo ay yung po yung, ito yung sa kumpleto. Okay? So, nandiyan po yung pangalawa, do not make any idols. Okay? Bawa pa sinahati po yan sa dalawa. Una po yung para sa Diyos, yung one to four, at yung sumunod ay para sa tao. That's why we say that the greatest commandment is loving God. It's all centered on God. And second is love your neighbor as yourself dahil yun yung para sa tao. Now, ano ba ang layunin ng Ten Commandments? Bakit ba ibinigay sa atin yan? Una, sinabi ko na kanina, this is part of our covenant relationship with God. God gave this after they were brought from Egypt going to the promised land. Okay? Tingnan nyo, ang pagbibigay ng Ten Commandments, titingnan nyo yung kasaysayang napapaloob dito. So mula sa Egypt, niligtas sila ng Panginoon because they were slaves there. There were so many gods in Egypt. God heard their cry. God delivered them and brought them into the promised land. Okay? But from the time that they were delivered 
Andudun pa man sila sa wilderness. God spoke to Moses and God gave the Ten Commandments because God was actually initiating the covenant between Him and His people. It is God who initiated the covenant relationship. Hindi yung mga Israelites ang nag-initiate. You have to remember that. Okay? Ang Diyos ang nag-initiate. Now, ano ang purpose ng Ten Commandments? First, it reveals the standard of living to restrain evil. Dahil hindi mo marirecognize na isang bagay ay masama kung wala yung sampung utos ng Diyos. Amen. Now, since God was actually making a covenant with them, God stipulated sa Ten Commandments kung ano yung kalooban niya because He would like His people to live not on their own the way they used to do, but God would like to live His people according to what God is prescribing them how to live. Parang ikaw ay nagkaanak, hindi mo lang pababayaan yung anak mo at pakakainin mo lamang tatlong beses maghapon, kundi tinuturuan mo kung ano yung dapat at hindi dapat nagawin. Yun ba'y bahagi ng pagmamahal ninyo sa inyong mga anak? Certainly. Ganun po ang Diyos. So God taught us through the Ten Commandments the standard of living in order to restrain evil. Pangalawa, He reveals a holy perfection of God. Dahil lang sa pungutos ay perfecto, dahil ito'y nagpapayag ng Diyos ay perfecto. Ang Diyos ay banal. Pangatlo, it reveals man's sinfulness. Ang sampung utos ay parang may tulad sa isang salamin. Okay? Pag ikaw ay humarap sa salamin, makikita mo kung ano ang depresya sa iyong mukha. Kung ikaw ay mayroong halimbawang nailagay dyan, na uling o anumang mancha sa iyong mukha, makita mo yung mancha sa mukha ng ibang tao pero hindi mo makita sa iyo. Tama ba? So, anong gagawin mo para makita mo yung sayo? Haharap ka ngayon sa salamin. Makikita mo, pa, ako pala'y may dumirin sa aking mukha. Unfortunately, hindi mo kayang burahin yung dumi sa iyong mukha. Kaya nga dahil sa hindi mo kayang burahin, kinakailangan mo ng magbubura nito. That is why it reveals our need for a Savior. Ang sampung utos ay magtuturo sa atin sino ang magliligtas sa atin sa kasalanang ating nagagawa. Yes, it is true. No one can fulfill the Ten Commandments. Ayun na nga lang isang kautosan eh. And I think sa pang number nine yun, huwag kang magsisinungaling. Sino rito ang hindi pa nagsinungaling? Taas ang kamay. Kung may magtataas, sakaling ngayon ka palang nagsinungaling. Okay? Yun palang sablay na tayong lahat eh. The violation of one is the violation of all. At kung dadahan-dahanin mo pa yan, okay, makikita mo hindi lang ganun kasimple yung utos ng Panginoon. Halimbawa, sabi nga, yung pagpatay. Ayun palang magalit ka lang sa kapwa mo, sa harapan ng Diyos, pagpatay na yun. Sino nga naman ang makakafulfill? Kaya ngayon, ang Ten Commandments ay nagsasabing, ikaw ay makasalanan, hindi mo kayang gawin ang sapong utos, therefore, kailangan mo na magliligtas sa'yo. Amen. Kaya ang Ten Commandments ay salaminan, pero hindi ito, kumbaga, hindi ito ang nag-aalis ng yung dumi sa mukha. Ito'y nagsasabi lang sa'yo, sinasabi ng salamin, nakita mong may dumi ka, kailangan mo nang magtatanggal ng dumi sa iyong mukha. Amen. Now, so ganyan po natin dapat maunawaan kung anong layunin ng sampung utos. Si Jesus ay nagpunta, hindi para i-abolish ito. Alam natin, si Jesus yung ating tagapagligtas. Sabi ng Matthew 5.17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Sabi niyo, fulfill them. 
Kaya kung mayroon ng taong nabuhay na nakafulfill ng sampung utos at hindi siya sumablay, walang iba kundi si Yesu Kristo. Kaya ang sampung utos ay nagtuturo sa atin sa direksyon patungo kay Kristo. Hindi sa anumang tradisyon, hindi sa anumang reliyon, hindi kahit sa sino mang tao dahil ang lahat ng bagay, lahat ng tao ay imperfect. Si Jesus lang ang nakafulfill ng law. Kaya ang sampung utos ay nagtuturo sa atin para pumunta kay Jesus na siyang magiging tagapagligtas natin. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise for that. Kaya nga sabi ng Galatians 3.24, Therefore the law has become our tutor. In other translations, guardian or schoolmaster to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. So no one is being justified by the law. We are being justified by our faith in Christ Jesus who fulfilled the law. Gets new ba? People who are trying to fulfill the Ten Commandments, I'm sorry, you cannot. But, even though you cannot fulfill the Ten Commandments, it was given by God as an expression of His perfect love because this will serve as our guide on how we should live here on earth. Amen. Kung paano tayong mabubuhay dito sa mundo, ito ay magsisilbi nating gabay. Ito ay bahagi pa rin ng moralo, hindi ito inaabolish. Moralo, pero magtuturo ito sa atin para lumapit kay Yeso Kristo. Dahil kahit anong gawin natin, we cannot fulfill the Ten Commandments. Kaya ang tinuturo nito ay walang iba kundi si Kristo. Because si Kristo ang fulfillment ng commandment ng Diyos. Sinabi ko po, inulit ko lang sa ibang paraan lang para magets nyo. Ano po yung utos ng Panginoon? Simulan na po natin. Ready na ba kayo? Okay. Sabi sa first commandment, You shall have no other gods before me. The title of our message today is God Above All. What I just mentioned to is the introduction of the whole series. Kaya sabi kong pinaka-importante sa series, yung simula. That will serve as our foundation. Dahil magiging mali ang pananaw natin dun sa second, third, hanggang ten commandments kapag hindi nyo narinig yung introduction ng series. So unahin natin yung unang utos. The, the title is God Above All. Ang sabi po ng Exodus 20, dun sa verse 1, God spoke all these words Sino ang nagbigay ng mga kautusan? Ang Diyos. God spoke these words. Tingnan po natin. Okay? God Himself is the speaker and source of these commands, not Moses. Say instrumento lamang. He was on a 40-day fasting when He received this from God. Ang Diyos ang siyang nangusap kay Moses. So more or less, may isip natin, kapag alam natin ang Diyos pala, ang siyang nagsalita it reflects the moral perfection of the law because the one who spoke and the one who gave this is none other than the perfect God. Therefore, because God Himself is the speaker and the source of these commands, therefore they have lasting moral authority. We can gauge what is evil by going back to the Ten Commandments kaya nalating nalalaman na ang pagsisinwaling ay masama dahil naroon yan sa Ten Commandments. Alam natin ng adultery ay masama. It's because our point of preference is the Ten Commandments because it is the final, it is a lasting moral authority. Therefore also, we don't have to wonder about His intentions. Ang intention ng Diyos ay maliwanag. Ayaw niyang mabuhay ka sa kasalanan. Ang gusto niya maging aware ka sa mga kasalanan ito para wag mong gawin. Pangatlo, we must take all of them with utter seriousness. Dapat po ito ay siniseryoso. Hindi po ito to take for granted. We must give these words our primary attention. 
Now, let's look at the word, these words. The Ten Commandments is an objective standard for right and wrong. Here is our place to stand upon which we can make proper moral judgment. First, they have never been repeated. Pangalawa, they have never been surpassed. Wala pa nakalagpas doon. Sampung utos. Meron na ho ba? Sa ating kalagitnaan, meron na ba? Nakahigit pa sa sampung utos? Kinatawa, baka lubagpas ko kayo sa langit. Okay. They are as valid today as they were 3,000 years ago. And when we say valid, ibig sabihin, ito pa rin yung standard for our moral living. However, this is not the source of our salvation. Because that Ten Commandment points us to our salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gets nyo ba? Pagpasensya ho ninyo, papaulit-ulitin ko ron dahil gusto kong may tama yung ating pananaw patungkol sa sampung utos. Ayokong lalabas kayo ng lugar na ito at kayo'y nakayukot sabihin, tinuro pa yung Ten Commandments, hindi naman namin talaga magagawa yung tinuro pa. So, hindi magiging tama ang inyong pananaw ngayon dito. We are going to talk about the revelation of God about Himself. The first is distinction. God is distinct in all other gods. Ulitin ko po, ang pagbibigay ng sampung utos ay galing sa isang kasaysayan. Sila po ay diniliver ng Pinon from Egypt. And in Egypt, there were so many gods. At yung bawat Diyos-Diyosan, may kanya-kanyang expertise. May God of Moon, may God of Sun, may God of Fertility. Kumbaga, kapag ka gusto mong sumikat ang araw, may ibang Diyos kang tatawagan. Kasi yun ang kanyang specialty. Okay din ano. <laughs> gusto mo maging masaganang yung ani, tatawag ka sa isang particular na Diyos dahil siya ang mayroong expertise. Huwag kang tatawag yung sa Diyos ng buwan. There were hundreds of gods in Egypt that's part of their culture. That's what you call the polytheism. There's so many gods. And God is bringing His people back to a monotheism belief that there is only one God. Iisa lang ang Diyos. Kaya nga ang Diyos ay gumawa ng covenant sa kanyang mga nakasuro, the Ten Commandments. Now, ang sabi ron, I am the Lord your God. Ako ang inyong Panginoong Diyos. Now, pag sinabi pong Lord, it means Yahweh. That's the way He revealed Himself. Okay, sabing Lord, lalo na capital L-O-R-D, ibig sabihin po niyan is Yahweh. Yung God, that is Elohim, that is plural in form. Diba, yung binanggit sa Genesis chapter 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Ang translations po nun ay Elohim. It is plural in form because we believe in the Trinity. Now, ang maganda po dito, when God revealed Himself, it's not just giving of His name. He's making a distinction, a great difference between the gods of Egypt to Himself. There is only one God that sinasabi niya, I am the Lord, your God. Your God. Because it's God who initiated the covenant. I am now your God and you are my people. The good thing is the revelation of the word, I am. Ito pong I am, but they discover natin in the New Testament. Meron pong tinatawag na seven I am in the book of John. Sabi niyo, I am. It is the name given by God to Moses when Moses was being given an instruction to speak to the people. Sabi mo, I am, spoke to you. Okay? Ano ba yung seven I am na yan? At kalino tumutukoy itong I am na ito? In the book of John, chapter 6, verse 35, sabi, I am the bread of life. It means, 
He is our sustenance, daily sustenance na nagpapalakas sa atin. He's our spiritual food, spiritual sustenance. John 8.12, I am the light of the world. He gives us the guidance. Even when we make decisions in life, we need guidance because He is the light of this world. Amen? And we are no longer in darkness. John 10.9, I am the door. Meaning, is the door to our salvation. John 10.1, I am the great shepherd. We are under His pasture. We are under His care. John 11.25, I am the resurrection and the life. He is our hope, our connection with the Father. John 46, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Through Christ Jesus, we are connected to God. This word, I am, we're all referring to Jesus Christ. Jesus is the great I am. Hello. If you are reading your Bible, you know right away na si Jesus yung tumutukoy dyan na I am. Now, what is the revelation about Christ's claim about Himself? I am, sabi ka na, so Exodus 20, I am the Lord your God. Sabi natin, the Ten Commandments is a revelation of God's perfect love. Do you notice? Tingnan yung mabuti. Huwag kayong pipikit. Pagkatapos ng the word I am, I am the bread of life. The bread of life is God's goodness in our lives. Light of the world, it is His goodness as well for us. Yung the door, it is also for us. I am the great shepherd. He is our leader. He is our pastor, ultimate pastor. I am the resurrection in the lap. And the word I am after that, siya na yung pagkabuhay at buhay. Ibig sabihin, yung buhay na yun ay binibigay niya sa atin. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's all but benefits for us. What does it mean? Every time God would declare, I am, it follows that it is for our benefit. It's a revelation of His goodness and His perfect love to all of us. So when He was revealing Himself, I am the Lord your God. Ang ibig sabihin, ibibigay ko ang lahat ng ito because this is my expression of my perfect love for you. I love you that I don't want you to sin. I don't want you to live in sin. I would like you to walk according to my will. God is not selfish that He is giving this commandment to make things difficult for His people. But it's actually the opposite. God is giving His commandments to express His perfect love. Amen. We have that instinct as parents. Imagine nyo ba kung yung anak nyo, pinag-aaral nyo, nakikita nyo naman pumapasok ng school, pero hindi naman pala nag-aaral, pumapasok lang. Lumalabas dun sa likod. <laughs> Magagalit kayo yung bilang nanay, anak, hindi pa pinag-aaral kita kung nagbabayad ng tuition fee mo. Kasi mami, daddy, kasi iniisip ko, pinapupunta mo sa eskwela, you are making things difficult for me, lalo na pagka math subject. The commandments are not given to make things difficult for us. But because God loves us, that God would like us to walk according to His perfect will. Amen. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, mahal ka ni Lord. Akala mo lang, hindi. Ayaw niyang lumabas ka doon sa kanyang pasture, sa kanyang fence. Kaya niya binibigay ang lahat ng mga bagay na ito. And because it is a covenant relationship, 
ibig sabihin, may obligasyon ng Diyos at may obligasyon ang mga Israelites. I would like you to see this, bagamat pinapresent ko sa inyo, Ten Commandments is in the Old Testament. But since Christ is the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, that's why I am bringing you right away to the New Testament, saying that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments. Amen. He fulfilled the law. And it is for our salvation. I'm the true vine. Uh, yung fruitfulness natin. That every time God would say, I am, ay naku, ang sarap po nun. Ibig sabihin, kasunod nun, blessing. Amen? Pero pagka tayo yung nagsasabi ng I am, akin to Lord, ako masusunod sa buhay ko, direksyon ko yung, akong bahala, akong hari sa sarili ko, ay naku, patay kang bata ka. Kapahamakan ang nagaantay sa'yo. But when it is God Himself who, who said, I am, para niya sinasabing, I am in charge of you. I will provide direction in your life. I will give you fruitfulness. I will provide pasture. I will provide salvation. I will provide hope in you. I will provide salvation. It's all but benefits on our part. Amen? He is the great I am. Can we give God praise? When you know that God is just really after caring for us, that's the very motivation why He gave His perfect law is because of His perfect love. You will be in awe. Why? Because this God is a perfect God. He knows exactly what to do. Maring iniisip na maisipin ninyo, ah, kaya pinili ang mga Israelites siguro, maring iniisip nila, kasi mababait sila, mabubuti silang tao. Ano pong sinabi ng Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7 to 9? It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set His love on you and chose you for you were the fewest of all peoples. Akala nyo, kayo ay tinawag ng Diyos o minahal niya kayo dahil kayo ang pinakamarami. Katunayan, kayo nga ang pinakakonti. May tendency kasi minsan ang tao magmalaki. Siguro kaya ako pinili ni Lord. Kaya palagay ko na born na ginoo dahil nakita ni Lord na guwapo ko. <laughs> dahil nakita niya, mabuti akong tatay. Siguro kaya ako na born na ginoo at binigyan ako ni Lord ng eternal life is because the, uh, mahilig akong magbigay sa mga tao. Giver ako eh. We look at our own qualification. Kaya nga binigay yung sampung utos para wala kang magawa kundi lumuhod at magsabing Panginoon, patawarin mo ako. Ako pala'y nagkasala sa iyo. Hindi para tayo magyabang. Now, tuloy po natin sa verse 8. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that He swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Pinili kayo ng Diyos. Saying this to the Israelites, pinili kayo ng Diyos, it's because ang Diyos ay likas na maibigin. Mahal ko kayo. Para sinasabi ni Lord, ano, mahal kita. Maging galing nyo. <laughs> Paano nyo ako naunahan? <laughs> Mali man ang tayo ibigin ni Lord. Si, si Lord ay parang nagbulag-bulagan sa ating makasalanan. Minahal tayo maging sino man tayo. Mahal kita. <laughs> Sa totoo lang ho, talagang, if we are to just to look at ourselves in the mirror, wala tayong pwedeng may pagmalaki sa Diyos 
Kaya tayo pinili ng just plain and simple, mahal lang tayo talaga ng Panginoon. Because that's part of God's nature. Amen. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God. Say faithful God. Who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments for to a thousand generations. Now, kung titignan natin yung pagpapahayag nito ng pag-ibig sa mga Israelites, look at the way He demonstrated His love to us sa Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Si Jesus ay namatay para sa atin and this is the greatest demonstration of God's love. God demonstrated His love in the Old Testament. He demonstrated His perfect love by giving the Ten Commandments. Because Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments. It was actually Jesus that was given to us by the Father. And it is again a demonstration of God's perfect love. Say perfect love. Now, let's go to the second point, redemption. As I said a while ago, they came from a history. At ito'y binanggit ng Diyos sa kanila. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. They were slaves there. Wala silang magawa kundi sumunod dahil alipin nga sila. Wala sila sa sarili nilang lupain. Sila ay nasa loob ng Egypt. Maraming Diyos-Diyosan. Nagilingkod sila ka Pharaoh. Mga alipin sila doon. Pero ang sabi rito, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, who initiated the good thing. It's God Himself. Hindi nag-initiate ang tao na sumamba muna sa Diyos, kahit hindi pa nila kilala ang Diyos, minahal na sila ng Panginoon. Let me tell you this, kahit hindi mo pakilala si Lord noon, patagal ka nang minahal ng Diyos. How can you not respond to this God na nagmahal sa atin, kahit hindi natin siya kilala pa noon? Kahit na nabubuhay tayo ayon sa gusto natin. Kahit pawardi-wardi yung buhay natin. Kahit na nawalakad tayo sa kasalanan, noong palang palaminahal na tayo ng Panginoon. How can you not respond back in love as well? Now that you know that God loves each and every one of us, one of us for who we are. Hindi dahil sa magaling tayo, anumang bagay na meron tayo, minahal tayo ng Diyos. It's because God is a loving God. Sabi who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Tayo ay niridim, tinubos tayo ng Panginoon. Kasi nga ang Diyos ay nag-provide ng Ten Commandments. Wala pa naman si Jesus ng Ten Commandments. Ang tanong doon, pag hindi nila na-fulfill yun, paano mangyayari sa kanila? That's why there was this ceremonial law. This ceremonial law is, alam nyo yung temple, di ba? Bilabes ko na po na ituro to dito. Yung temple, okay, Sila po ay magkakatay ng panganay na hayop at yung dugo ay i-sprinkle at yung hayop ay iaalay doon. It's what you call the Lamb of God in the Old Testament. At tawag doon ay ceremonial law dahil yon ang temporary remedy na kapag ang mga anak ng Diyos ay nagkasala, which they did, yon ay magtatakip, yung dugo ng kordero ay magtatakip sa kasalanan ng tao para muli silang makaharap sa kabanalan ng Diyos. Adyan po kayo. That temple represent Christ. The priest who does the ceremonial law represent Christ. The blood of the animal represent the blood of Jesus. It's all but Jesus Christ. 
So even the ceremonial law would point to Jesus Christ. Kaya sabi na Isaiah 43 verse 1, But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. It talks about, pag sinabing, siya yung ating redeemer, nung sinabi na yun, ako yung nag-deliver sa inyo from Egypt, dali kayo ng promise lang, ako yung ko kayo from Egypt, ang ibig sabihin nun, God has now exclusive ownership of us. Of course, I'm referring first to the Israelites. Yung Israelites, pag-aari sila ng Egypt. Okay? Nung sila ay tinanggal ng Diyos, Diyos sino na nagbamay-ari sa kanila? Sabi ni Lord, you are mine. Sino na may-ari? Si Lord. In the same manner, mga kapatid, tayo din, nung tayo nasa kadiliman pa, pag-aari tayo ng mundo. Pero nung tayo nakakilala kay Panun, tayo ay pag-aari na ng Diyos. It, it is a revelation of God's ownership over our lives. Ang tanong doon, sino ba ang gusto mong magmay-ari sa iyo? Si Satanas o ang Diyos? Mamili ka lang naman doon sa dalawa. And when God said, you are mine, God was making a declaration of His ownership over His people. And I love to be owned by God. Amen? Pag tayo nawala na sa mundong ito at pagharap natin doon sa langit, nasabihin sa inyo, sino ka? Sino ka? Hindi <laughs> ka kilala ni Lord. Unlike sabihin niya, nasa pindu ka, walang, you are mine. Amen? What a privilege. Now, ito pa, it's a, wala alam natin sa revelation of His ownership and at the same time, a revelation of our new identity. Now, sabi sa mga Israelites, for you are a people holy to the Lord. So, dati hindi sila holy. Ngayon, holy na sila because they have a holy God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession. They were chosen. They were now possessions of God. Very familiar yung mga term na ito. Israelites po ang binabanggit dyan. Now, the church is the spiritual Israelites of our time. Sinabi nun sa 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. It was not only that God revealed His ownership over them, God also revealed their new identity in the same way that now that you are in Christ. We used to be of this world, but now we are citizens of heaven. That we are being owned by God. Pag-aari na tayo ng Diyos. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, pag-aari ka ng Diyos. Huwag kayo magbangit ng iba. And we now have our new identity. We have the righteousness in Christ. That's why we are called a holy people of God. The church is the spiritual Israelites of our time because of our faith in Christ Jesus. Why? Because Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Tinubos tayo ng Panginoon mula sa sumpa ng mga batas. Ano ba yung sumpa ng mga batas? Yung pag hindi mo nagawa ay may kamatayan ka for the wages of sin is death. Yun yun. Pero tinubos nga tayo ng ating Panginoong Isus upang tayo ay magkaroon ng buhay na walang hanggan. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, how do we respond in the light of that? Number three point is devotion. He said in verse 3, You shall have no other gods before me. You see the exclusivity? Before, ang dami nilang Diyos. Pero sinasabi ng Panginoon ngayon, na kayo'y pag-aari ko na, 
Ngayon na kayo may bago ng identity, wala na kayong dapat iba pang mga Diyos-Diyosan. According to Martin Luther, sabi, the first commandment is the first commandment because it is the first commandment. Okay din, ano? It only means one thing. It is because God first, no one no one else. <laughs> only God must be the first. He is our first priority. We seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. We seek first His will. We seek first. In all areas of our lives, in our family, in our finances, God must be the first. Amen. That's why it's the first commandment. Now, how do we express our devotion to God? Because sinabi ng Diyos, you, have, you shall have no other gods before me. Ano ba ang purpose ng Diyos na ginagawa nila nung sila nasa Egypt? Sila'y nag-aalay sa mga Diyos-Diyosan, sumasambay, yumuyo ko, tinatawag na nanalangin. Sa mga Diyos-Diyosan, ngayon ang sinabi ng Diyos, kalimutan nyo na ang mga bagay na ako na lamang ang inyong Diyos. Ang ibig sabihin, you have to receive my rulership over your life. Hindi na yung mga Diyos-Diyosan ang dapat na magdikta kung paano kayong mamubuhay. I am your Lord. I am your God. I want your loyalty. I want your allegiance. I am now your ruler. That's why we receive Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. Amen? That's the essence of that. So sinasabi niya, how do we, paano yung mga tao ng Diyos mag-express ng kanilang devotion? Now that they are owned by God and they have their new identity, tanggapin nila ang rulership ng Panginoon sa kanilang buhay. Pangalawa, they have to reject other gods. Kalimutan nila yung iba't ibang mga Diyos-Diyosan. Sa ating panahon, sino ba yung mga nagiging Diyos-Diyosan sa buhay natin? O ano ang mga nagiging Diyos-Diyosan? Misan pera, nagiging Diyos-Diyosan natin. Pag umagat araw, yun na lang laging laman ng isipan mo pang paano magkakaroon ng pera na minsan nanalalangin ka ng sana umula ng pera. Nagiging Diyos-Diyosan mo ang pera. Masang nagiging panatik ko kami minsan sa artista. O minsan nagiging panatik ko ka sa isang political leader. O kaya naman, basyado mong minahal yung isang tao na lahat itinaya mo na, pati pamatot panabla. Sa yung sayo ng lahat. Wala ka nang itinira sa yung sarili. Ginagawa mo rin Diyos-Diyosan ng tao ngayon. Tayo ng mga Pilipino, we have that tendency to be fanatics. Naging bahagi ng ating kultura eh. Bakit ang isang religious leader ay tunarawang bagong son of God? Yeah, sa, siya na ang bagong son of God dahil si Jesus hindi na son of God. Siya na yung father, na-promote na siya. And this one is now the, the appointed son of God. And people are so fanatics. Kasi we have that tendency, pag may isang religious leader na tumayo, you know, ang rason kung bakit, kung kami po yung manamit, hindi kami nagdadamit ng, ng ano, yung maburloloy, kasi ayaw namin magmukhang Diyos-Diyosan dito eh. Gusto namin no, simple lang, kinu-question nga yun, kami nagdi-jeans eh. Bakit do kami nagdi-jeans? Eh, nagpipreach kami sa palpit. Kasi as much as possible, ang jeans kasi bagay ng ating kultura, suot ito ng ordinaryong Pilipino. Sino rito ang walang jeans? Lahat tayo meron, right? Kasi binabagay din namin. Ayaw namin maging Diyos-Diyosan eh. Ayaw kong pagbaba ko rito sa sasalikan nyo yung singsing ko. Delikado. Let us reject all potential gods in our lives. Yung pinag-uukulan mo ng panahon, 
minsan yung iba, internet ang nagiging Diyos-Diyosa nila. Yung gadget, umagat araw at gabi. Gadget ang hawak. Nagiging Diyos-Diyosa din yan. Yung iba sa mga kababayan, lalo na ito, shopping. Parlor. Hindi pa dumadating yung sweldo sa parlor ako pupunta. Hindi ko pinaparingan mages ko ha. Baka sabihin ninyo, bihirang-bihira nagpapaparlor yan. Natural beauty yung nakikita ninyo. <laughs> May palakpak na kasama. Okay. So, this is the way we should express our devotion to God. And of course, render exclusive worship. Wala tayong ibang sasambayin. Dito sa lagar na ito, ang bida, walang iba kundi si Jesus lang. Hindi ho kaming mga pastor, hindi yung worship leader na tumatayo dito. Hindi ang sino mang personalidad. Lalong hindi ang katabi mo. Si Lord lang ang ating sasambahin, bibigyan ng parangal. <laughs> Lahat ng motibo natin sa buhay ay laging nakatuon kay Jesus. Bakit tayo magbibigay? Mahal ko si Jesus dahil sa kanyang ginawa sa buhay ko. Bakit mamahalin mo ang iyong asawa dahil mahal ko ang Diyos at yun ang utos ng Panginoon? Bakit ka responsabling ama? It's because mahal ko ang Diyos at dahil mahal ng Diyos ang aking mga anak at responsibilidad ko yun. It's all because of Jesus. He is the reason why we live. Sabi ng Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 45, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. That's devotion for you. That's worship. And we need to offer Him our worship exclusively. Worship is not just merely singing to God. The way we live our lives is must be worship. And the way you work in your office, you give your best because you worship God. Hindi ka waldas sa mga pananalapi mo. Pinagpipray mo ano yung mga bagay na bibilin mo, imamanage mo ang resources mo because that is part of your worship to God. Amen. You will treat people fairly. It's because you love God. It's all because of God. Sabi ni John Calvin, the first commandment requires us to contemplate, fear and worship His majesty to participate in His blessings, to seek His help at all times, to recognize and by praises to celebrate the greatness of His works as the only goal of all the activities of life. Our devotion to God through Christ Jesus is the ultimate goal of all activities of life. Jesus is our ultimate goal. That's why in Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 to 10, referring to Jesus, it was during His temptation. Again, the devil took Him to a very high mountain and showed Him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And He said to Him, All this I will give you if you will fall down and worship Me. Then Jesus said to Him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and Him. Only shall you serve. In one instance, Christ was asked in Matthew 22. So in verse 35, One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. How are we going to express our full devotion in response to who He is and what He has done? Loving Him. Loving God is our response to Him who saved us through Christ. 
Christ fulfilled the law. Christ is the exact representation of God. And in John 1.17, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Would you like to have God like Him? Gusto ba nating makilala pa ang Diyos na sa atin ay lumikha at nagmahal ng gayon na lang sa pamamagitan ni Jesus na siyang biyaya at katotohanan ng Diyos? Magagawa nating makilala ang Diyos na ito na nagmamahal sa atin. Kahit hindi pa natin siya kilala, minahal na tayo ng Panginoon. Let's bow down our head. Father, we thank you for your goodness in our lives. Salamat sa pag-ibig mo at sa pagmamahal mo sa amin. Na kahit nung kami nasa kasalanan pa, nung kami bulag pa sa katotohanan, minahal mo na kami. At kahit sa kasalukuyang buhay namin, Panginoon, kami man ay nagkakasala sa iyo, but still minahal mo pa rin kami. At ikaw ay handang laging magmahal at magpatawad sa aming mga kasalanan. Church, I would like you to contemplate of the, of the Lord's love in your life. Sometimes you feel you are condemned because of the sin that you committed. But before God, if you humble yourself, you are not condemned. Kung magpapakumbaba ka sa Diyos, mararanasan mo ang kanyang pagpatawad at ang kanyang pag-ibig. At kung ano man ang nagawa mong kasalanan sa Diyos, kausapin mo siya sa oras na ito, siya'y mapagpatawad. Pumingi ka ng kapatawaran sa Kanya dahil mahal na mahal ka ng Panginoon. Nagkukulang man ang pagmamahal sa iyong ibang tao, ang iyong mga magulang o mga tao sa paligid mo o mahalaga sa iyong tao, pero ang Diyos kailanman, hindi siya magkukulang ng pagmamahal sa iyo. As our head bowed our eyes close, kung nais mo kapatid na makilala ang Diyos, si Jesus ang daan, ang katotohanan at ang buhay, walang makaparoroon sa Ama kung hindi sa pamamagitan niya. Kung nais mong mahalin ang Diyos, tanggapin mo si Kristo. Kung hindi mo pa naisuko ang iyong buhay sa mga nakalipas na panahon, itong pagkakataon, matindi mo anyayahan si Jesus sa kaibuturan ng iyong puso at ang Panginoon ay maninirahan sa iyong buhay. Kung ikaw ang taong iyon, dakit ang samahan na manalangin. Huwag ka lang matakot. Taas mo lang iyong kamay at ikaw ay aking ipapanalangin. Sa kamanakaw po, huwag mong isipin yung mga tao sa paligid mo. Taas mo lang iyong kamay. Ito ay oportunidad mo. Salamat kapatid. Salamat. Nakikita kayo ng Diyos. Thank you for those hands. Taas mo lang iyong kamay. Huwag kayo matakot. Mahal kayo ng Panginoon. Lahat tayo nangangailangan ng pagmamahal ng Diyos ang Diyos ay naghahanap ng mga magpapakumbaba. Salamat, nakita ka ng kapatid, ng Panginoong kapatid. Yes. Last call, huling panawagan, I'm giving you an opportunity na lumapit sa Diyos. Taas po na inyong inyong kamay kung nais niyong tanggapin ng Panginoon and I'm going to count one to three. One, two, and three. Lahat po nung nagtaas ng kamay, I appreciate your decision today and if you are really decided to receive Christ in your heart, pwede po ba kayong tumayo lang sa oras na ito? Tayo po kayo, lahat ng nagtaas ng kamay. 
If there is that conviction and decision in your heart na hindi nyo pakakawalan yung araw na ito, tatanggapin nyo si Jesus. You stand up and just lift up your hands like this. Sumabay lang po kayo sa panalangin ito. At sabihin niyo Panginoong Jesus, maraming salamat sa pag-ibig mo sa akin. Salamat. Ako'y minahal mo ng gayo na lang. Patawarin mo po ako. Linisit sa aking mga kasalanan. Ugasan mo ako ng iyong banal na dugo. Panginoong Jesus, Ikaw ang maghari sa buhay ko. Ikaw ang aking Diyos. Tinatanggap kita bilang aking Panginoon at sariling tagapagligtas ang buhay kong ito para lang sa iyo. Salamat sa pangyumahal.